Hey everybody, it is Monster Maverick, and I'm Neil. Last show you just heard, that was Agrov, one of our illustrious founders. Uh, however, his show was Meme the News, or Random random Ass Radio, or whatever it's being called now. Uh, it was two hours of, of weird stuff. <laughs> and you know, Ag has a great title as being the, uh, the worst DJ ever, but he really, really approved it tonight. That he's playing video games over songs and not muting his own microphone or his own feed. Uh, it was entertaining stuff. So, uh, yeah, that was that was Ag. But this is Monster Maverick. We talk Splinterlands and, uh, and all things related. Uh, and there's there's more and more being related now. So uh, that's, that's getting kind of interesting. I actually realized uh, during, the last, uh, during the last hour or so... <laughs> so much shade. Was, hey, the truth is the truth. Anyway, uh, I, I realized in the last hour that North Korean politics might actually affect Splinterlands. Oh, I'm cutting in and out. Uh-oh. When hive monsters. I'm betting soon, Clay. That's part of it. Ah, crap. Everybody says I'm cutting out. Uh, dropped frames, 2.3%. Oh, that's not good. <coughs> Let's see. Uh, microphone cord stopped moving. Everything looks okay on my end. And is it, can you hear me now? Is is everything back to normal? I've stopped moving. Oh, be a video bitrate. I thought I did this. Settings. Uh, output. Bitrate. Yeah, bitrate's five hundred. That that's what it is. Don't move. I can't not move. I'm one of those people I have to move a lot when I am talking on the phone or whatever. But, uh... <laughs> this show is powerful. It is. So, uh... So, yeah. I <laughs> put on 200. Okay. I'll try 200. See if that works. Nobody's watching the stream anyway. Uh, let's see. 400, 300, 200... All right. <laughs> hey, it's better than the random video games and nobody knows what's going on. So anyway, I, I had this thought that... Uh, oh, 4.1%. What is going on? Oh, no. All right. Well, I'm just going to keep talking. And uh, we'll see what happens, basically. So, <laughs> no Oregon Trail. Um, so I, I had this thought. I realized the whole thing with Kim Jong-un, where maybe he's dead. Maybe he's just in a coma. Maybe uh, he's at the beach. I saw a story about that. That could actually affect Splinterlands. The reason being that if there is a war for succession in, the, uh, in North Korea that could actually destabilize the Korean Peninsula, uh, potentially, you know, depending on how it goes. So, uh, obviously, there's a large Korean population uh, involved in Splinterlands and in crypto in general, and that uh, that could have an impact. So, just, uh, you know, it's, I, think it's, I think it's a pretty low, low, low probability event, but I'm just saying it's there. Yeah, so, I mean, ag, you know, so yes... North Korea leader impacts Splinterlands. That is what I'm saying. That is a possibility. And I, <laughs> I think this 
could be, you know, you can make some PR out of it, um, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, so, like I said, nobody's watching the stream because nobody does. But if you do, in the future, I got this. This is a green screen. Uh, the stand is being shipped separately. The stand was, was delayed uh, on, on shipping. So uh, <laughs> at some point, that'll be fun. Uh, let's see. Matt Clark says, Rona-based sex spot delays will cause Korean War and destabilize the game. The rusty Android will have to dust it off and put it to work. That's right. Uh, I, was, I was telling Matt yesterday, I think it was, about my, uh, my, my sex bot can, can solve war and, you know, create world peace. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, all kinds of interesting stuff. But, just for the moment... Uh, I want to point out that, um, you know, Isaria has new music, you know, coming out from, for the game, and she's publishing them one by one, so we're going to do a quick listen, and, uh, well, it's five minutes, so we're going to listen to a part of it, how about that? <laughs> and here we go. So that is just the first little snippet, first minute twenty, of <laughs> of that song, and uh, you know I don't know where that's gonna go in the in the in the game, but it's gonna go somewhere or you know remixed and and then whatever. Uh, but you know it's fun. Check it out. Go to the post, upvote, do all that kind of stuff. Um, just quiet the song. Talk about spreadsheets. I don't listen to you. <laughs> Anyway, uh, in other in other news, uh, if uh, the Forgotten Labyrinth, yes, uh, if you guys like a more economic investing type talk that's not really Splinterlands related, uh, Steam Leo Leo Finance has been doing our roundtables for the last few weeks, and it's going to be tomorrow, uh, one p.m. Eastern. Don't take advice from the worst DJ ever. That is true. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so we're having, we're having a roundtable tomorrow, and this, we're apparently we're going to be live-streaming on 3Speak, which is news to me. I just found out a couple hours ago about that. So, uh, you know, if you guys like that kind of stuff, uh, be sure to, be sure to come on. You know, it's a good time. It's usually like an hour, hour and a half, two hours. I mean, we, we talk a lot, and, uh, Roland does his chart magic and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, 
you know, for those who like who like the spreadsheets, basically, and like like the pretty lines. Uh, <laughs> and Clay is talking about moving over to Hive, so <laughs> hey, <laughs> it's all connected, man. Kim Jong Un could lead to a change in price in Splinterlands cards. I'm just saying. I'm not saying it will. You know, I'm not saying that that's guaranteed. I, like I said, it's a low probability event. But uh, you know, if uh, if the whole Korean Peninsula goes, you know, into to some kind of conflict, then uh, you know things could happen. So you know, the the Koreans are uh, are a pretty pretty sizable force in the crypto world, and uh, we're seeing that now with Hobie uh, opening up and doing their promotion for for Hive. Uh, so Hobie, I mean, there's a lot of Chinese on there, there's Koreans on there, and uh, they are doing a 20% promotion, which is where I think all of this uh, this uh, spikiness that we've been seeing over the last little while is coming from. Uh, so let me transition my screen here so anybody who's following along can actually see. Uh, so this is the Hive chart. Uh, we have the initial dump, and then, you know, Rattling around, little little mini dumps, little mini surges, and then in the past three days, uh, we've had <laughs> uh, we've had uh, a nice a nice pump, and that coincides exactly with Hobie uh, going going open, and I don't care if you see my buys or sells. Um, if uh, you know, so you know the Koreans and the Chinese are putting money into into hive and why does that matter for splinterlands well you know it's looking more and more like uh we're moving you know the whole game is going to be moving to hive and uh, you know so we had the integration with hive <laughs> that's just for you ron i actually looked at turning the sound off but i was like no I'll, I'll leave it uh so you know now you can you can um you can move your dark energy crystals over to hive uh, you can, <coughs> I think, uh, orbs and, and alpha and, and all the rest of the game tokens were moved over. Uh, no thanks, Agarad. Uh, again, you don't take DJ advice from the worst DJ ever. That's just, that's just basic mass. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so yeah, so Hive Engine is now, is now integrated, uh, basically. So, you know, just one, one more step along the way of, of migration, and I think if and when that happens, I mean, so I've been saying this for a while, I understand that, you know, Steam is getting more and more unusable, and uh, that does not seem to be going away. So I understand, so, Splinterlands is going to have to move somewhere, and the easiest place, obviously, is Hive. What, still, what I would like to see would be a, uh, a meta-chain solution, and I've talked about that in the past, uh, and... You know, I've I've talked about you know to Yeba about developing a gaming specific blockchain, and you know he's had similar thoughts. He said, uh, but again, it's a matter of resources and time and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, but hey, if Hyde goes to you know ten dollars, then you have the resources. You can do it. So I'm just I'm just putting that out there. You know, in case anybody in the room is listening, <laughs> my face is a meta chain solution. That's right, it is. I'm so meta. Anyway, um, so yeah, so uh, Dark Energy Crystal is now trading on Hive Engine, as are, you know, Orbs and, and Untamed and, and what have you. So I, 
I managed to screw up uh, an arbitrage uh, <laughs> a little while ago. And uh, because so you have deck trading on Hive Engine, you have deck trading on Steam Engine. On Steam Engine it trades in Steam P. On Hive Engine it trades in Swap Point Hive. And all of those are correlated to Steam and to Hive. So you know now you have two different markets that are priced in two different currencies, moving at two different rates. And uh, so it's hard to keep those in track, especially without you know a massive amount of liquidity. So arbitrage opportunities happen. And uh, I ended up screwing up because the, the feed from Hive Engine was wrong uh, as far as the dollar value. So I ended up making a calculator. And here's my first spreadsheet of the night, just to please aggro it here. Boom, spreadsheet. So that was a snapshot earlier where um, you know I was I looked at the price of, of steam in Satoshi's uh, it's actually in BTC it's not in Satoshi's um, price of a hive and I looked at the bid and ask on steam engine I looked at the bid and ask on hive engine and I calculated the spreads in uh, this is this is in Satoshi's um, I calculated the spreads on the different exchanges and at that particular moment uh, the steam engine spread was 8.4 Satoshi's by 8.55 and the Hive Engine spread was 8.82 by 9.0. And then, so what you could do would be, you could buy deck on Steam Engine and sell it, you know, at the ask, and buy and sell deck on Hive Engine at the bid, and you'd make a profit. The problem is that there's not enough liquidity, not enough market depth on Hive Engine to make that actually work in any kind of appreciable volume. So that bid on Hive Engine was actually, uh, I think it was 10 deck. Uh, so <laughs> you're not going to get very far uh, doing that kind of, that kind of arbitrage. Uh, but as, as users migrate over to Hive Engine and, and as uh, you know, people start using it more, then we will start to see more depth to the market. And uh, while there's a double-edged sword there, the, the more uses there are, uh, the more liquidity, which is good, because you can sell and buy into the markets. But also, you know, arbitrage opportunities will reduce. So there is that. Uh, but currently, there are potential uh, potential wins to be had uh, there. Uh, I did one. I did an arb trade uh, two days ago or three days ago, and uh, the arb was good. But <laughs> but after going through all the steps uh, of the of the conversions and the fees and paying the spreads, uh, I ended up losing like a thousand deck on forty three thousand. So um, that, that also did not work out. But um, then there's, you know, of course, there's ways around that. You know, B-Swap, which is Gerber's um, uh, gateway, uh, has, has lower fees, but then not, enough, not as much uh, volume capability. I'd have been more just playing a match. You're absolutely right. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, I mean, these are all things that, that are kind of in the works. But... It comes down to the same thing. You need volume. You need users. So uh, it's the same story that Spoonerance has had for you know ever, because uh, we've uh, we've uh, we've pretty much uh, saturated the Steam uh, ecosystem as far as those that are going to be playing. And now that uh, it looks like uh, there's going to be migration to Hive, we're going to lose a chunk of those players uh, in protest. Um, at least some of the big ones we know have sa have stated publicly that they are going to be uh, selling if if and when that happens, uh, which again is looking more and more likely. Uh, what so you need moolah? <laughs> I don't understand the question. Pretty nice video. Uh, everybody needs moolah, but 
you know, if and when that happens, uh, our user base will be cut by some percentage. Uh, and, you know, how much, you know, how many of those people will follow through? Uh, how many does that make up of the overall ecosystem currently? Uh, remains to be seen. But, uh, you know, I think we're going to lose at least some. And, <laughs> and Clay, uh, uh, Clay was talking about, you know, when the move happens, he's going to pick up BJI's collection for, for cheap. And, you know, that, that might happen. Uh, you know, if they just dump on the market rather than trying to, you know, get the best price. So we'll see. Um, overall, you know, uh, last 24 hours, 96, 9,621 sales, 3,400 bucks, which is pretty decent. <coughs> uh, let's take a look at Steam Web. Uh, money, please. Money's always good. So battles, uh, I'll go ahead and paste these with the sound for Ron. Uh, you know, holding fairly steady there on battles. Active users, pretty steady. Also Splinterlands has player? Where? I'm a player. I'm, uh, I'm just kind of sucking on my quest right now, but other than that. Um, I do not, you know, definitely my worst splinter is life uh, in my quest, and my second worst is earth, and that's what I'm in now. I, I, I won three in a, or two in a row, and then lost one, and won one, and then I lost a whole bunch in a row. So, uh, let's see, what else we got? Packs, let's look at booster packs, see what, what we've got here. So we've had a little bit of a hubbub about the packs, because... We have uh, the second Untamed Legendary Summoner revealed, which is Yoden Zaku, which is, uh, you know, from Zaku, obviously, of Monster, uh, Monster, was it Monster Market? I can never remember his site. I, I really should, because it's, it's actually pretty useful. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we got the new Summoner announced, and we are at... We are at what? Uh, da, da, da. We have we have eighty six thousand eight sixty six of the hundred thousand. So we have got about thirteen thousand packs left to sell uh, before uh, Yonin Zaku is airdropped. And obviously, if you want to get in on the airdrop uh, to a qualifying pack, you have to purchase before that 100,000 uh, milestone is reached. Uh, but it looks like, you know, ugh, this guy's going to be a doozy. Okay, so, lore, 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 blah, blah, blah. Where'd it go? I know there was a picture here. Uh, oh, the picture's broken. Super. Okay. Why aggroed why? Why your pictures are all broken? Anyway, uh, so it has it has plus one arranged, and it has all friendly monsters get blast, and I think the other thing was um, I think the other thing was uh, plus one health. I might be wrong about that third one, but the plus one range and the and the plus one or and the blast for all friendly monsters is is for sure. I forget, but there is there is a third thing in with the summoner. So I got to thinking a little bit about 
Let's see, let me just read this. Uh, big boost for range for high high mana cap. Yeah, it's gonna be seven mana, just like the uh, just like the death summoner. Um, ranged health and blast. Oh, I was right. Okay. So, you know, blast is a phenomenal ability. So, you know, when you hit the midline, then you know it goes to both sides. And as far as I know, blast is not dodgeable. Uh, at least I don't remember ever seeing it being dodged. And um, so, you know, the guys that are going to benefit from Blast beyond just, you know, the the frontline attack is going to be your snipes and your opportunities. So I took a quick look at the um, at Peak Monsters, and I, I was looking for, you know, fire and neutral and see who we have available for snipe. So these are you guys. So, we've got the Fire Beetle, uh, which is the only, um, uh, which is the only snipe that, uh, sorry, Fire Beetle and Fer and Phyrexia, Phyrexia, whatever, General, those are your snipes on, on the Fire Team, and then we've got the Neutrals. Um, so, you know, Fire Beetle is going to be seeing a lot more play, uh, you know, when, when Yodenzaku drops, because that's going to be fantastic. And then if we've got Opportunity, we've got Serpentine Spy and Parasitic Growth. Yes, Foggy Bottom, I agree. Going to go work well with Opportunity. So uh, those are going to be your go-to guys uh, when, you're, when you're using the Zaku Summoner. So uh, look out for those. And, you know, if you're on the defense side, you know, you got to be aware of that. you got to have your Blast Defense. Um, you know, it's harder with ranged, uh, you know, because not that many monsters have returned fire. Uh, we got a lot more, um, we've got a lot more, uh, magic reflect, uh, than we do return fire. So even if I, if I open this up to all, these are all the monsters that have returned fire. I'll post that here in chat. You know, I'm, I'm thinking that when I post my show notes, I should actually include all these images, but I never have. <laughs> uh, retaliate, uh, super sneak, melee mayhem. Yeah, those are all those are all good. Uh, but those are you know, um, so but the super sneak and the melee mayhem. That's that's a little bit, um, it, you know, I, I don't know what the numbers are as far as like number of matches that have that, but um, it's not that many. So. Uh, those would be good. So retaliate's interesting, you know. Against the um, against the opportunity, yes, that will be useful. But retaliate does not trigger on a ranged attack. So let's put pits and milk instead. I'll do that on the steam post. <laughs> uh, gotta do my milking. Uh, my milking post. I haven't done a milk post in a little while. Uh, so you know. The, the really interesting thing about the Untamed Legendary Summoners is that, you know, they've, well, so far, two for two, they've been really, really good. Uh, they're high cost, they're seven mana, but we're seeing, you know, uh, lots of high mana matches, so that's not that big a deal. And um, we have, uh, let's see what the current, uh, current one is doing, as far as Legendary, change that to Summoners, and Untamed. Untamed only. 
Where'd she go? Oh, I gotta take off her turn fire. That's why. Uh, da, da, da. Where is she? Where is she? I want untamed only. There we go. So Mimosa is trading at uh, 650. So that, someone must have sold one at a bid because it was up at the ask at 950 uh, just a little while ago. So Mimosa is awesome. I've I have I've had two death quests since uh, I got Mimosa, and um, it's just fantastic. You know the uh, the void and you know. The Void and the Affliction are just a killer combination. And, you know, with with Death having a relatively low health level, you know, uh, having that Void on all monsters is just is just fantastic. Especially with, like, uh, um, I'm totally blanking on the name, but that, that one mana... Um, the one mana monster that has all the debuffs. Uh, I don't know why I am blanking. Uh, let's see... It is... Ah, Fallen Spectre. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. <laughs> and what is this picture that Quantum Notches? It's an octopus milking a cow in the Muppets. That does not seem very Muppet-friendly. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so Fallen Spectre, you know, it's got the uh, it's got the blind, it's got the headwinds, it's got the demoralize, and... Uh, but, you know, on one Magic Reflect, typically, you know, it's dead. So, um, and, you know, there's lots of stuff with Magic Reflect. Um, but with the Void, it... It shoots out uh, the one, but it takes back zero, and so it just sits there and continues to debuff your opponent. So, um, so Mimo like I said, Mimos is awesome. It's looking like Yun and Zach is going to be awesome, and um, you know, <laughs> and uh, you know, if that's any indication, you know, we'll see that the rest of the of the legendary summoners are are equally awesome as well. You know, the the points. Uh, attribute uh, and mana cost calculations that uh, that Splinterun's team has has been using, I think, has been um, has probably been their best uh, development, really. Because um, I mean, it's been very, very few balancing changes uh, after things have actually been released. You know, Prince Renan got nerfed a little bit, uh, PJ got nerfed a little bit, but um, you know, totally reasonable, uh, I think. And, you know, when, uh, for you OGs out there like Matt Clark, you know, when we were testing the original play, I mean, like the, uh, the life team with the angel and the divine healer, uh, was just, you know, almost unbeatable. So, uh, <laughs> so I'm glad that, uh, you know, the, the development of new cards has, has been maintaining that, that, that balance strength. So that's all been good. Uh. I have never heard of an R18 Muppet movie. <laughs> so, I don't know. I guess I'm out of the loop on that one. Yeah, double heal. It wasn't just tank heal. It was heal all friendly monsters. And it was just... I, I could beat it every like one out of like 15 times. But, uh, yeah. Triage, uh, you know, triage is very useful. But at least it's only a single monster. It's not everybody. And, you know, then it takes up you know, the, uh, the slots, because there's only, there's only seven, seven slots for, for battle, so, yeah, I mean, you can do a very strong healing team, but it's not, it's not unbeatable like it was. Uh, <laughs> team America World Police has an incredible puppet scene. That it does, that it does. Uh, but, uh, that is not the Muppets, that's for sure. 
Uh, so let's see. What else we got for Yodenzaku? Anything interesting? Uh, da, da, da. Happy Time Murders. Uh, that is weird. Okay. Hadn't heard about that at all. And yeah, there's the lore in the post if you really want to read it. It's really long, actually. Uh, I have not received my book yet. So I know some of them are shipping. Uh, some of the physical swag from the Kickstarter has, has started shipping, but I have not gotten mine. So I don't know if this is typical, uh, but this is a lot longer than I typically see. Uh, yeah, so I also, uh, you know, there's the post on integrating the Hive Engine. I don't know if I actually posted that there in the chat. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you can move, uh, you can move dark energy crystals to and from. You can do it between Steam Engine, Hive Engine, Tron, and Ethereum. I actually didn't know you could put deck on Ethereum. I thought it was just, uh, NFTs. Uh, so that's actually new to me. But, um, you know... It, it all depends on where the liquidity is, right? And that, of course, goes back to need more players. Same old story. Uh, and uh, we were talking about this in the... In, I think it was the, the Mavericks room uh, the other day about um, the... Uh, so, you know, what is the push to get new players? And, you know, obviously the whole thing with, with the high forking and everything and... Um, has pushed development back. And, okay, understandable. But none of that actually solves the, uh, the problem of attracting new players into the game. And, you know, so last I heard, last I saw Agarod actually post anything about it, he said that he had like 50 or so applicants to the Ambassador Program. So if you've never heard of it before, um, the Pareto Principle is your 80-20 rule. That was, you know, Vilfredo Pareto. He was an Italian economist mathematician. He came up with that distribution showing that uh, basically 20% of the population of almost anything does 80% of the result. So, uh, you know, 20% of the stars in the universe have 80% of the mass uh, that we can see, at least. 20% uh, of the people in a company will produce 80% of, of the work, uh, whatever that might be. So, I mean, it applies, like, all across the board. Um, and uh, so applying that to the ambassador program, if we've got 50 people out there trying to get people into, um, uh, trying to get people to, you know, sign up for the game and start playing, and, you know, sign up, uh, you know, comic shops and game shops and that kind of stuff, you know, 20% of 50 is 10, right? And so 10 will produce like something, but you know, the, it's like a fractal pattern though. So it's like, you know, 20% of the 10 will produce 80% of the 80%. So, uh, you know, basically you get 4% of the total producing 64% of the, of the, 40% of the population will produce 60%, 64% of the uh, total results. And so what that means is that, you know, a couple people, guys like Matt Clark, who, you know, have really done great work in, in getting the game out there, um, will be the ones who successfully sign up significant numbers of people. And, you know, we don't need... Uh, we don't need like 10 people, we don't need 100 people, we need like thousands of people uh, to really make this a mainstream success. So I'm, I'm skeptical that the ambassador program is going to get there just because of the numbers involved. Um, so 
you know, we need something else. Now, <laughs> which assumptions did I make uh, on cope? <laughs> yes, Matt Clark has done an amazing job. He's hosting meetups and stuff. Now, of course, the whole world is shut down, so that puts a damper in things, right? I mean, people aren't going to gaming shops. Um, and uh, although GameStop's been crazy. <laughs> You know, they're like they refused to shut down and then they finally caved and now they're they're opening back up and uh, well, yeah, the master program gives the exact same rewards, but it's a matter of scale. So, you know, if you sign up a hundred people, you know, and you get five percent, then then okay, great. You know. Uh, I d I don't know if five percent's enough to be interesting. Um, you know, I think that we'll have to <laughs> we'll have to see how that goes, and obviously I'm not in charge of anything, so, uh, I don't know, but, um, I mean, my point is, even in the best case scenario, the ambassador program isn't going to, isn't going to produce thousands of new players, it's gonna, it might, it might produce hundreds, that'd be good, and, you know, we'll take hundreds, uh, but it's not gonna be, uh, it's not gonna be, you know, getting us from whatever we have now up to, tw up to 20,000 users. So we, we do need something else. I don't know what that something else is. And I know that, uh, you know, it's, uh, I know that the team has said that they're, they're thinking about other things and they have things in the works and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, I haven't heard any, any, um, any development, uh, on that. So hopefully something is coming down the pike that will get us to that, you know, 10,000, 20,000, 50,000 level. I mean, can you imagine? 50,000 players, what that would do to Dark Energy Crystal prices, you know, but, uh, you know, I was, uh, I was talking to Gerber the other day about D-City, and, uh, if you don't play D-City, you should, it's, it's fun, um, let's go ahead and drop a link, you know, it's like a, um, it's sort of like a NFT version of SimCity, you collect stuff, uh, you know, different types of, of, um, different types of, uh, buildings and, you know, you get workers and immigrants come in and they can rob your places. So, <laughs> you know, it's fun. Um, but, uh, I was, I was talking to him about the other day and, you know, the, um, I was, I made the point that if, if the point of the game is money, then it's not gonna, it's not gonna work. Uh, the, the point of the game has to be fun. It has to be entertainment. And then, if money is worked into that, then great. You know? And, you know, uh, a lot of people have been complaining recently. I don't know if it's just what I've been seeing in Discord. And, uh, or if it's a, a more recent phenomenon. But, you know, people are, are saying more and more that, uh, you know, the, the game isn't fun. And, you know, I've always had fun uh, playing Splinterlands. So, I mean, it's, it's quick. It's, uh, it's... It's strategic. Um, you know, the, the bot thing is a whole thing. You know, they're working on the leagues. So, um, I, th I think it's it's fine. And, you know, with the expansions that are coming out, with the land and the items and spells and, and all that kind of stuff, adding a second layer, I think it'll, the, the strategic factor will increase. And uh, that should, you know, be uh, satisfying, I guess, to the people arguing about the bots. I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. But that's that's my theory. Yeah. Uh, D-City Cross. 
platform, weekly rewards is a worthy incentive. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So if you buy, if you buy cards in D City, uh, which are NFTs uh, running on, they just just transferred over to Hive Engine. Uh, I think it was yesterday. Uh, then you do get uh, a share of the rewards pool that is managed by Gerber and all that kind of stuff. So you do get, I mean, you get paid. It's fun. You get uh, the in-game currency, and then you can buy more cards and all that stuff. Uh, but you know, it's never gonna it's never gonna take off as long as you know the point is the money. Uh, it has to be fun, and that that fun is what attracts people. You know, people played Flappy Bird for nothing. You know, and it was just that that dopamine uh, hit of of missing the little pipe things. Um, you know, so that fun first and that's why you know ag was talking about uh, oregon trail i was like that's that's not gonna be fun uh you know if it's just about the money then then you're just talking about rearranging the 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 currency within the ecosystem that already exists and um that is boring so uh you know you might uh you might get more of hive or steam or whatever from somebody else that already has hive or steam but you're not bringing new people into, uh, into the the system, and that's really what we need to be doing. So, uh, with that said, um, you know, and hopefully that problem will be <laughs> so after people pulled it from the app store, people played hundreds for phones which had it installed. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe nostalgia is in. I don't know. Oregon Trail. I don't. I don't think is enough to to make that work. Um, like if you if you played like Street Fighter on on blockchain, then you know now you're talking. I mean that that's a game that's actually fun. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, I digress. Uh, I did want to throw up a chart uh, because Quantum Notch just brought up the point about the the ambassador program. Uh, part of the commission structure change was that the um, pack sales in Dark Angel Christmas aren't going to count anymore. Uh, which, I, honestly, I think is okay. Uh, because that's sort of just recycling money internally rather than bringing external money. And um, But, you know, I uh, just wanted to post the, uh, the Dark Angel Crystal chart priced in USD because all things at Splinterlands are priced in USD. And we broke out of our little down channel there, uh, which is nice. And now I have to specify that these numbers are from Steam Engine trading and not from any other markets because that's where all the liquidity is still. So, um, you know, with the price of Steam fluctuating, you know, backing this out, uh, this is as of yesterday, I believe. That's the last number I had a full day for. Uh, let's check that. Yeah, 424. So uh, you can see in the chart there that things have been going down, down, down. And then uh, we had a little nice little pump here. Now, does that coincide with the hive pump? I don't know. Let's, you know, uh, the hive pump really started on, well, geez, it's only been a day, a day and a half. And... So the, the pump in Dark Energy Crystals has been a little bit longer than that. So, <laughs> 424, that's right. Yeah, the original 420 was kind of a, a letdown from, from what I hear from a lot of people. Personally, I don't partake. Uh, not that interested. 
So, um, but from what I see online on uh, on Reddit and whatnot, uh, <laughs> people were kind of down in the dumps about 420, and then there was like 422 because that's 422. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty nice video needs to smoke. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, um, one thing I wanted to mention was the hive pump and how that's going to affect things. So, you know, fundamentally, this is all from the Huobi expansion and, and listing, right? And they're running a promotion. That as it's like, if you deposit 5,000 hive, you get 1,000 free, which is 20%. And so there's a lot of money flowing in. Personally, I do not expect that to last. Uh, from what I understand, the promotion is going to end on the 28th, and I think all of those people, um, all those people who are buying now are going to turn around and sell once they get their payouts, or once they lock in their payouts. So uh, I would not be surprised to see this continue at these levels, and maybe pump more. I don't know. Uh, you know, it doesn't take a whole lot to pump this market because there's, you know, very little uh, liquidity. Uh, the um, so once that promotion closes, though, I, I expect to see a round trip kind of kind of thing. So uh, if it were me, you know, so like I'm I'm taking my hive right now and I'm you know selling it off you know piece by piece and converting to Bitcoin. And now I, for for my own portfolio, I've reached uh, I think like uh, two Bitcoin now. So I'm I feel good about that. You know, in the future, I'll be one of the top 13 million people in the world, I guess, uh, at least, that hold Bitcoin. And, um, you know, because there's only going to be 21 million of them. Uh, so I guess, no, not, not 13, it'd be 10.5, right? So, uh, so yeah, uh, that's cool. And, uh, but if you don't want to trade for Bitcoin, you know, you might want to consider trading in for um Trading for uh, Splinterlands cards. So back in the in the old days, before uh, before gameplay actually started, TC Polymath and I were trying to create this hashtag, you know, monster baking, where like when 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 coin prices are high, you go into cards, and then when coin prices are low, you go out of cards. So um, that was that was the idea, and so. I think this is one of those opportunities where if you wanted to, to lock in some gains, you could buy some, some good liquidity cards and, uh, you know, take some of your Hive games there and, and buy the cards. And then if and when Hive falls, which I think it will do, maybe, you know, even if not now, you know, when the Binance uh, opens up, uh, you know, in however many weeks, um, then I think it'll work out. It's not financial advice. I used to be a registered financial advisor, but I'm not anymore, and I'm certainly not your financial advisor. So, that's my disclaimer. Uh, when do I think it will go down? I think it will go down in about four days, when the promotion for uh, Hobi closes. First $1, then we see. Hey, I'm, I'm all for higher prices, because that'll make my exits better. Because, <laughs> uh, man... I have sunk a ton of money into the Steam ecosystem, and it has been destroyed in all forms, except for Splinterlands uh, cards. So, um, <laughs> do I think it'll get to a dollar? Uh, I have no idea. 
so you know, I, I'm looking at at Hive and Steam in in Satoshi terms. Uh, so we're at uh, seventy four thirty five. <laughs> yeah, no problem, Cope. That's my solid financial advice. Uh, yeah, I mean, Steam used to be eight bucks. Who knows, right? Uh, moving into fiat isn't exiting. No, uh, you know, all all my crypto is staying in crypto. Uh, just in in what form do I want to save it? Uh, I'm certainly not cashing out crypto into fiat. Um, that's just guaranteeing a slow loss. Well, that's true. Unless your investment gains exceed uh, uh, inflation, which hopefully they do. Uh, right now, you know, if you're if you're buying if you're buying this little pump that we've uh, got in the stock market, I think uh, you're in for a, a world of hurt. But um, yeah, it is what it is. But more about that on the Leo Roundtable. That's tomorrow, 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, well, you know, it depends on, on when you entered, uh, Nachos. You know, I mean, my, my collection value is down as well. But, you know, considering how much I put into the thing originally, it's, uh, it's still way up. So let's see. What is my card collection now? Uh, part of the problem with having 170,000 uh, BCX here is that it takes a while to load. So I'm at 66 right now. And honestly, I in the in the beginning I did a bad job of keeping track of my uh, investments uh, into Splitterlands, but I think I've got 25k into this, so still at 66. That's not bad, and you know making uh, making darting energy crystals. So that doesn't include the um, you know, I've got a few million uh, dark energy crystals, and yeah, I could buy a cheap house with my card collection, and I might do that someday, you know. In the um, in the next twelve to eighteen months, I expect real estate prices to come down uh, as people who are you know getting laid off and things realize they can't afford to stay where they are. So um, you know maybe I'll trade that for a house someday. Hey, thirty four k that's not bad. How how much of the thirty four k is flesh golems though? <laughs> that's what everyone else to know because Matt Clark is the flesh golem king. Foreclosure auctions abound. Yep, they will. Um, you know, everything's in uh, in uh, in deferment right now. But uh, and again, this is something that we've talked about on Leo Roundtable already. But uh, we will talk about more. Uh, where do we start? How do we get first card? Well, to start, you go to. Uh, ba -ba -ba -ba. You go to that link. Ah, not that one. Sorry. That link. And you sign up, and you get a uh, what's called the Summoner's Spellbook. That's like the starter kit for the game. And that gives you access to the basics. Uh, got a level one <coughs> uh, cards. Uh, they're virtual cards, so you can't buy them or sell them. They're just, they're just there for your play. And then... Uh, to buy and sell cards, if you wanted to, uh, there's lots of places to do it. You can do it on, on Splinterlands.com. You can do it on Monster Market. Uh, my personal favorite is Peak Monsters. You go there, and then you can buy and sell in, um, in Dark Energy Crystals, in Steam, and in SBD. And what all those things are will take too long to explain in the time we have remaining. 
but um, you know, uh, airdrop that shops if if uh, if you want to go on over to the Splinterlands Discord, which I will post right here, and uh, that will have you know all the people and and all the questions you could possibly want uh, uh, answered, you know you know, over time. <laughs> it does take a little bit of time uh, for people to respond. But uh, that is the main chat for uh, for uh, the game. And, uh, but, you know, gotta sign up first. So there's that. And uh, that was the link I provided. That is a referral link. I do get 5% on anything. Uh, any 5% uh, commission on stuff that is bought. Certain things and so on. Uh, Crystal Pacheco. Rock it out at 600 bucks. That looks good. And invest in. Oh, Ron's just talking shit. <laughs> As usual. And uh, so we've got about 10 minutes left. And uh, next up is going to be Clay and Cope with the Coffee and Philosophy Show. Is that still the name of it? I can never stay awake for the whole thing because this time is killing me. Uh, and <laughs> I'm probably going to be changing the time here uh, next week or so. And apparently today is golf day, April 26th. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that whole, that image just make me yawn. Ooh. It's bad radio, but it is what it is. Anywho, uh, where was I? I totally forget. So D City we talked about. It's Copen philosophy now. Do we think Dex recovery will continue? <coughs> I think uh, is Ag still here? He's probably fake newsing. Um, I think Ag's gonna keep gonna keep buying. So <laughs> I think that will continue. And uh, you know I don't see a whole lot of buying activity. Um, I don't th I don't see a whole lot of pack buying activity going on. Uh, despite the summoners, uh, which have been great, and so I don't think people are gonna are are buying dark energy crystals to redeem at the par value. Um, so that just leaves who's buying dark energy crystals, right? So I've bought a bunch. I've got a couple million, like I said, um, I think like two point five million, something like that. And Ag's buying a bunch uh, because he wants to corner his own game, which is <laughs> a little bit silly, I think. But, um, yeah, you know, that will, I think that will continue uh, until, until land expansion um, comes out. Now, will it, will it go up from here? I don't know. I think it'll maintain, at least. So I'd say neutral to up in terms of my Dark Energy Crystal prediction. Uh, well, Quantum, I mean, I, I know Zach is buying like 500 a day just by himself, so that's something. Uh, but yeah, people are buying. Whatever the case, people are buying. Uh, if you really wanted to find out, I mean, you could you can do some blockchain sleuthing. Uh, I don't, you know, care enough to <laughs> to find out. <clears throat> and uh, so, pretty nice video. Everyone is bored and wanting to play games, home more maybe. So you would think with the global shutdown that uh, activity has increased on Splinterlands, but that has not been the case. So um, it's been basically flat, which, which tells me that we've saturated um, the uh, the market, 
uh, for these for the Steam ecosystem slash Hive uh, players. And what we need going forward is new blood, basically. And that goes back to the point I was making about Game Pass program and how great, um, but it's not sufficient to get to where we need to be. And you know that is uh, <laughs> that is something that needs to be fixed. Uh, however, for the people you know who are playing, you know it's it's great. Uh, you know we're gonna get the league changes uh, here in a little while, and we're going to get um, uh, you know we're gonna get lands expansion at some point, and there was a third thing that oh anytime tournaments uh, that should be on the docket soon-ish I think. Because before the Hive thing happened, they were talking like a month. Uh, so now, probably another month from now uh, before that happens. But, uh, you know, that'll, that'll level a playing field quite a bit for, um, for tournament players. And, yes, Steam Saturation has been like that for every year. I agree. Um, but it's been especially clear now that everybody's at home and not working. So <laughs> we can prove it now. Um, that you know, there's there's no more people on Steam uh, going to be playing Splinterlands than already are. Um, so you know, back in the back in the go-go days of you know seventeen uh, and eighteen, the people were onboarding or trying to onboard onto Steam because crypto was mooning, right? Bitcoin was going up on its run to twenty thousand, and that I think is going to be the way in at least for now, uh, until some other plans develop to bring in, to bring in other people. Because when crypto makes another bull run, if it, if it breaks, you know, the all, if Bitcoin breaks its all time high, then, you know, it's going to go back into the consciousness of the mainstream. And, you know, some portion of those people will, uh, will go into whether it be steam or hive or whatever. Um, and they'll say, Hey, you know, they're games, you know, and you know, what's the number one game on crypto? It's Splinterlands. Uh, you can look at state of depths any day of the week and, and see that. And so, you know, some fraction of those people will, will join the game, and that'll be great. Um, and uh, it'll be a matter of how many uh, are they are they really playing, or uh, are they just, you know, the fly-by-night. You know, once, once crypto fades again, which it probably will, you know, we'll go through these boom-bust cycles, uh, then will they stick around? And it remains to be seen. It's an open question, I think. Uh, you know, the basically all Splinterlands has been in the bear market of crypto, so uh, it's done phenomenally well considering that. Uh, and I think once we see uh, that mainstream adoption come in, at least at least that wave come in, then uh, have I looked at other crypto game list sites? <laughs> Well, the the recording is my theme song. So, and Crusaders of the Lost Idols is a uh, is an idler that just runs in the background. So yes, I do lots of stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, in terms of activity, it's it's you know, number one, uh, number one uh, DAP or app or whatever. Um, you know, you, I mean, there are other metrics like money spent is probably gods unchained. I haven't looked at that recently. But, uh, but in terms of actual users, yeah, Splinterland is still number one. Um, you know, EOS people can't even uh, interact uh, without staking, you know, whatever, 100 EOS. 
Um, so Prospectors has been struggling. And, uh, I, yeah, we'll, we'll see. In fact, let's, let's go ahead and pull it up. And I know State of the Deaths is not the best, or is not the end-all, be-all to listings. Uh, but it's, it's a good one in that it, uh, it, uh, you know, ranks activity. So, if you look at games, I mean, it's like, it's like a distant... Uh, second for um, Crypto Heroes there. So, Splitterlands is showing 41.99 users. Uh, Crypto Heroes is about half that, 2,400. And volume, 100,000 Steam versus 5F. And yeah. So, you know, I think you know, whether it's number one or maybe number two according to some other metric or number five according to some third metric, whatever. It's one of the most popular ones in in the crypto universe. So um, so with the with the coming pump, which I do think was gonna happen, the habiting and, and all that kind of stuff, money printing gone wild, as we've seen uh, in the last uh, month or so. Yeah, Gods and Chain was mostly off chain, so it's you know, kinda weird. Um, they do have a bunch, and there is a lot of money inside the Gods Unchained uh, world. Totally agree with all that, and uh, that's great. You know, the more, uh, the more the better. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I understand all those all those technical criticisms of this particular list, but again, it doesn't matter. It's an order of magnitude kind of argument. Um, you know, if twenty million people on board into crypto. And some fraction of those go to Gods Unchained and go to and some other fraction go to Splitterlands. Okay, fine. Doesn't matter. Uh, as long as there's more coming in. So, uh, we can invent 650 players. Yeah, okay. That, that's that's alright too. Uh, but yeah. So, Crypto Pump means more Splitterlands players one way or another. And that'll be good for us. Uh, but we need something else. Some other way to reach uh, gamers who want to have all the benefits of uh, blockchain gaming, uh, all the all the discrete ownership benefits that that offers. So that's still a problem that needs to be solved. But we are about out of time, so that's about my about all my pontificating that we have time for. And uh, you know, we'll see you all next week. And next up is uh, Cope and and uh, and Clay and their Kofifi and philosophy or whatever it's being called now. <laughs>